Welcome to the Local Flex Podcast. I am your host, Connor Flayhive. Today we have episode four with my special guest, Billy Hughes. What's up? First of all, are we getting paid for this? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just here to have fun. Uh, he has been planning that for a very <laughs> long time. Um, uh, all right, so today we are just going to kind of spitball. So we have a little bit of a plan today, but Billy also told me right before we got on that he has not listened to a single episode. No, so I just listened to the first the first one and I listened to another half another one. He's a liar. Alright, <laughs> so today we are talking origin stories. So Billy had this idea of kind of just talking about, you know, how we got started and kind of the differences of our paths to how we got here. So I'll go quickly first and then Billy can talk um about how he got into it and how di- how vastly different they, they really are. So I have always, like way back, starting in you know probably seventh or eighth grade, um, Billy and I both have a, a background in sports, and so that's obviously how we kind of got interested in it. But my dad actually got me into, kind of introduced me to this guy named Joe DeFranco who trained athletes. He's actually out in New Jersey or was out in New Jersey and um that actually that sparked an interest of owning my own gym so he basically trained athletes out of a warehouse and it was like a cool little thing and that's something that i like right from there probably in eighth grade um that's what i knew what i wanted to do my mom always tells a story of the sport mart by notre dame or used to be sport sports mart yeah sport mart i stole Uh, from there before nice kidding nice is that uh double no what's where you can't be charged with it because it's too long. Uh, statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Hopefully, hopefully, it'll, <laughs> hopefully it holds up in court. Um, so I remember that closed down maybe like my eighth grade or freshman year, and I literally told my mom and dad, "Hey, I want you to buy that because I want to put a gym there." So I was kind of a psychopath early on, and then I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I went to Northern Illinois, studied exercise science because again, I knew I kind of wanted to go this route and I actually opened up the gym in 2011 so April 2011 I was finishing I still was in my last semester at Northern Um, I just had an internship and uh, one class I had to go back on Thursday nights so I opened up April right before I graduated and then just kind of took off from there Um, really the the vision of what I wanted with this place you know just again going quickly here I remember doing my internship, and it was my internship was at a um, a pretty well known big gym, and they're they're very well known for working with professional athletes, and um, that's kind of the thing. And what I saw, I, I was told to work with a kid, and I saw what kind of they got the scraps, the young, you know, junior high and high school kids, where you know the the professional athletes were the main thing, and obviously, you know, that makes sense, and. But I, I saw that they were kind of left just to pick up the scraps and, and not really get focused on and get the attention on it. I quickly realized of the impact that I could have with them by just, you know, focusing on or just giving them attention and and making it fun for them and and giving them a good time and a really good experience. And I quickly realized of how much impact I could have and how much an impact. A coach can have on, on kids and, and people they work with so I pretty much got addicted to that of 
just giving people that experience and, and helping them grow and their and seeing their confidence grow. And so um, I knew that I didn't want to work for this gym or work for someone else of, you know, kind of with their vision. I wanted to develop my own vision and kind of go after that. So fast forward, that was that was a spiel right there. Fast yeah. forward, Billy came on. This is gonna be my seventh year. Wow. This, this uh, January. Okay, so he's our currently longest tenured coach. Um, kind of a funny, weird story of how Billy came on. It was kind of random. So it was sure. me and Tommy, Tommy yeah, Treslow. Me and Tommy um, had the gym, obviously, and I, w I finished school in January, and I literally had no idea what I was going to do, and randomly Tommy Treslow... A little, little backstory on that. I So we're at a point where we kind of need to hire someone else, um, and we just weren't... We weren't finding any luck with any uh, of the routes that we were going. You know, we tried like different things, like uh, maybe Indeed. I don't even know if it was in or in back then or whatever. And I go, Tommy. I said, Hey, do you know anyone that would be a good coach and that would be looking for a job? And he's like, uh, Oh, I'll text Billy Hughes. Yeah. And uh, that's just kind of how random it was. Yeah. So I got home, and I, it was I think the first week I was home. He texted me before I got home. He's like, hey, man, do you want a job? And I was like, <laughs> for sure. Like, because my degree was in criminology, so I had really no, um, I'd say, interest in training people or anything. I did have a background in football and basketball and boxing. You weren't very good. No, I wasn't. But I went to I went to college to play football, and when I got home, I was really up in there, kind of like almost any college kid, not really knowing what he wanted to do. And they had me shadow for one week. And I was like, yeah, I want the job. And then after a while, it was kind of funny. Like, I loved working with kids. Um, I kind of knew I wanted to do that. But then it was just like, how am I supposed to make this career when I'm just working with kids? And I was only probably working like 25 hours a week, just that night with the kids. And then kind of was like, well, you got to do some hours in the morning. And that was not where I was comfortable. Especially, I'm a big late guy. You guys know this? Mornings aren't my thing. But honestly, I didn't even feel um, like uh, sure of myself working with adults. Like, because I didn't really know anything about training. So I distinctly remember one time I was in the gym. I was like shadowing Tommy. And I would always stand by the jump ropes for some reason and wouldn't train anyone. And um, one of the ladies was like, Connor, what's that guy doing over there? He's like, don't worry, he's guarding the jump ropes. So that's been sticking with me for about seven years. And then I just got looser and looser, started working with more and more adults, and um, now we're here. Now we're here. So yeah, we have vastly different things. I did not know what I want to do. This is just a random struggle up. I always tell Connor, I've never even filled out a resume before. Like I was just hired that week on the spot. Was it? Yeah, I s still do not have one. Fun little fact. Um, you know what? For those that know, Billy has the record for being no-showing and be coming in late probably... I'd say a good eight times. Good eight to ten times. <laughs> uh, he had a streak going up until a couple weeks ago, and he he no-showed again. No, I can't. Yeah, he, <laughs> you have to call him about 12 times. Um, all right, that's... I mean, that's pretty cool in itself. At what point... I know you said, like, after a week, you realized that, hey, I, I really enjoy working with kids, but um, at what point did you know... 
not only did you want this job, but like, did you want to continue and actually build a future and a career and all that? So I always like train with the kids. And I think about a year in, um, one of the kids, um, it was a year or two in, um, Matt Doherty texted me. Shout and, out Matt Doherty if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, shout out Matt Doherty, name drop. But um, he texted me and wanted to like do an interview of me because he, because I made an impact on him, and that left a huge like impression on me. I was like, oh man, I gotta. I was like chasing that from then on. So I've always liked working with kids, and that was like a huge step of where I wanted to be in my career. Because like so many times people were like, you're just gonna be a trainer, whatever. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, but it's it's different. It's kind of like a, a you get like a real high from it. When you're helping kids and then you see him out later he's like 22 years old now but like that makes a good impact on you awesome and and for those that don't know billy like he started out as just a co you know i guess an intern or whatever you want to call it just like a tryout for a couple weeks and then um you know develop into a good coach and and then continue to coach and um so now he's actually our director of training so his job is basically to coach the coaches so just to make sure that you know the coaches are doing a good job with programming and making sure that people are you know getting good workouts and doing things safely and correctly and, and all that stuff so that kind of all falls onto billy um but he for those that don't know is a voracious that's a big word voracious reader and just you know taking as much education and um you know self directed continued education and all that stuff um one of our core values is continuously better or relentlessly better um and def and billy like lives that to a t as you were going kind of what made you want to develop such like an education on your own was it was it partially because you didn't have a degree in exercise science yeah like so i felt so stupid all the time like when if you go to like a conference or anything you hear these guys talk and they always have a wealth of knowledge. And not having any back, any backing or education in exercise or whatever, I really needed to do that. So that's what I've been doing is trying to, probably about a, a book a month, either on like self, whatever, help or um, training, <laughs> self, self, self or whatever. whatever. And then just like there's some podcasts I listen to or stuff like that. Anything, all the training I'm trying to absorb so we can have the best training as possible here with the most educated coaches for you guys. Do you think that has almost worked out in your favor, not having that background and feeling like you need, excuse me, like you need to like push the gas pedal and to really learn and to, to soak up as much as you possibly can? For sure, because I've, I've, I feel like I'm still always gonna be behind because these people have probably been studying this for way longer than me. I've only been, probably doing it since I've been here, so seven years. Most people have been doing this for like 30 who are like well-respected in the field. So I think that's helped me a ton and it's helped um, other coaches around us a ton. And we even have a book club that we're supposed to do a book every whatever month or two, get a new one, try to learn new, new stuff all the time, just become better. So I think that's been a huge help in our progression as coaches personally and for our careers. What was the last book that you read? The last book that I read was... He's making it up right now. He actually No, I'm not. <laughs> the one I'm reading right now is The Art of War, Sun Tzu. Ooh. So a little different, a little outside the box. But the last one I read... I can't even remember the last one I read. 
just so many. Yeah, so many. So, so many, many pages. So many books. Uh, yeah, so the art is Warriors right now, and then I just got another one called Linear Speed. It's all about speed training. What um, what coach do you have to get on the most for not reading? Um, Mad Dog. I don't do that on purpose. <laughs> Maddie, do you hear that? Okay. But she's been doing it. Okay, good. She says it. Okay, awesome. Um, you know, with, with the switch and the kind of transition of your roles of we got you out of the mornings, thank yeah. God, right? It's good for everyone. <laughs> good for everyone so that they have an actual uh, coach to show up to. But what do you enjoy maybe the most out of working with the coaches and seeing um, their development? And, and not only working with athletes and seeing that their development and how you've had an impact on them, but like from – you know, our young coaches with, you know, Jonah and Tyler, who basically started, you worked with them as athletes, yeah. you know, you trained them through high school and now you're not working with them as an athlete, you're working with them as a coworker. So how do you see that transition and their growth that? Well, I just see them, they're 24 and I feel like they're way ahead of me are at 24. So I think that they're just, I think they love training and they're trying to soak up as much as they can about training and getting their education right to help everyone else. Like Tyler and Jonah especially, they are just like taking off, doing as much as they can. And then Maddie's basically running the whole thing behind the scenes. Um, and then Mark is, Mark has been training forever and he's still very um, like courteous to me. Like he doesn't object. He's awesome to have criticism for, like constructive criticism or just anything I have to say. He's very welcoming, great guy to have around and part of the team. Yeah, he's definitely, I mean, we've always talked about this, but a huge fit for our core values, especially you that relentlessly better. Um, I, I always have to have three tips. Three tips. Three tips, maybe some tips on uh, continuing education or self-improvement, something like that. Do you have any tips? This is a curveball at you. I didn't yeah. have you prep for this. No problem. So, Guys, he, that I he do can think on his day. feet. Think on so, his feet. Right, so every day, right when I wake up, I read. Doesn't matter what I, before I eat, before I even brush my teeth, there's a book by my bed. I read literally 10 pages before I get out of bed. I know that's not for everyone, but. Okay, so you don't have any kids? Yeah, I don't and, have kids. And you don't necessarily have to get to work right away. Is there something, maybe a, t uh, is there an alternative or a, a helpful tip, maybe set an alarm 10 minutes earlier or something like? For sure, or you can flip it. Do 10 pages before you go to bed. Okay, yeah. So like reading in bed before. And then another one I found, found is. Is this tip number two? Yeah, this is, okay. sorry. Yeah, I have to announce it. I have, I have to, to announce the second tip. My bad. Second tip would be, um, so I like doing it at the end of the day, just kind of feel like I accomplished something or just like kind of reminders for the next day. It's things I did during the day. So like at night before I go to bed, I write it down like um, work, worked out, ate correct. Um, tomorrow I have to read, a, uh, I have to read um, more of my book, watch a webinar, watch a podcast, something like that. So the second tip would be journaling what you've done so that you know that your day hasn't just been a waste. You've actually done things during the day. So you're not only writing kind of what you, or maybe, checking off the boxes of what you accomplished that day, yeah. but also making a little to-do list for the next day? Yeah, yeah, For so like even in career development or like personal development, like I saw my nephew last week, I got to say, saw my nephew this week, um, 
had held my mom shop. Like it can be personal or yeah. care, just so you accomplish something once every day. Yeah, that that's huge. And you do that right before bed. Yeah, right before bed, I do that. So I. I I think a lot of people would benefit from this just because there's so much going on in people's heads to actually get it out on paper so it's, it's there and then they can relax a little bit better and fall asleep a little bit easier. Um, but I, I forget who talked about this, but um, you know, they basically, you could write it on anything, but they put a, a postcard or a note, note card um, right next to their bed and they basically write three things that they want to accomplish that next day. And they don't have to be big things. It could be literally just, um, you know, taking my car in for a car wash or, or something like that. Or, um, you know, take my kid to the park. You know, it's just, it could be anything. It could be business related. It could be career related. It could be, you know, spouse or kids or whatever. Um, but just knowing that you can focus on those couple of things and get those done. And it just makes you feel so much more accomplished. So like, Literally, you know, 365 days a year, you're getting three, two or three things done a day. I'm not a math guy, but yeah. that is almost a thousand things a year. That's a thousand things a year. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they they think that they're getting a lot done just because they're super busy, but they may not be very productive. But by doing something like that, your production goes through the roof. For sure. That's tip number two. Tip number two. Tip number three is. Get outside. Like one of the things like we always get trapped in even though we live in Chicago is like working out inside all the time. And I think getting outside, especially during this time with COVID, is a huge benefit to like mental clarity, anything. So just get outside even if it's for 20 minutes, walk. Um, do some type of exercise outside, walk. I did, ran a hill on Sunday. But I think getting outside, especially a couple times a week, is really good for your your mind and everything, your well-being. Yeah, we talked about that, I forget, maybe with Mark, um, like a 10-minute walk, 10-minute walk sure. every single day. I mean, just getting outside, and I think there's so much benefit, like you said, with the, even though we don't really have sun, but with the vitamin D, but just getting outside and enjoying, um, even though it's cold. So those are your three tips. You got anything sure. else? No, I really had fun on this podcast. You had fun? I had so much yeah. fun, man. Yeah. All right, that is... <laughs> That is Billy Hughes with episode four of the Local Flex podcast. Billy, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, that's that's it. That's I was going to say thank you for that, having me. But that that was a that was a uh, spot for you to talk. Yes, yes. This is Thanks a podcast. Me, this is a podcast. We have to talk here. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, for those that have reviewed, I actually just looked at it today. I had no idea how to look at reviews, but I looked today. We had eleven five star reviews. Thank you guys so much. That means the world to us. Uh, we have. We kind of just started this out of uh, on a whim, but we have really enjoyed it, and we've hoped that you guys have gotten um, some tips and nuggets out of it, and maybe hopefully a couple of laughs. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next for episode five. We got it with Jonah. Jonah's coming out on Friday. JJ, JJ coming out on Friday. Have a wonderful day. Thank you guys.